Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. What an amazing day it is to be alive. So glad to be back with you with our Victory Church Weekly Podcast. Pastor Mitch here. And uh, so glad you could join us. Um, uh, I'm just, um, for the next while, just going to be sharing some things uh, as God lays them on my heart instead of necessarily a series, even though at times it's going to take me maybe a couple of podcasts to finish the subject. I have been, uh, I'm going to jump right in here today. I've been talking about the importance of forgiveness uh, on our, in our weekend services here at Victory Church. And I want to address some of that again. Uh, uh, you know, we're living in such a testy time. Uh, it's doggy, dog, and dog, so to speak. And, you know, everybody seems to be at each other's throats, etc. And it's, it's n- now more important than ever, number one, to walk in love, to let the love of God be seen in our responses and how we behave, and then also to forgive. And I mentioned this, that there will never be a time in our lives that we don't need to forgive someone for something they have said, something they have done. And you know, it mirrors the fact that I don't think there'll ever be a time this side of heaven that we don't need to go to God and ask forgiveness for the things that we have done. So if we want God to forgive us, how many know we've got to forgive others? And uh, I have mentioned this uh, parable Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 8 when G- Peter came to him and said, how often should I forgive someone that offends me? Seven times? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven, which was an uh, an infinite number. And he was just saying, there's never a time that we should not forgive someone else. And then Jesus, of course, gave the illustration of a guy who was uh, forgiven millions of dollars of debt uh, by someone. And then this guy that was forgiven and let go and freed from his debt penalty found someone that owed him just a few uh, hundred dollars and refused to forgive the debt. And then the person that forgave the man the millions of dollars of debt found out. And he said, you know what? You're going to be put in jail until you pay the whole thing off. And so, um, that is a, that's a really heavy lesson that Jesus gave. And Jesus uh, ended that by saying, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. So forgiveness for us as believers, right, is not an option. It's an absolute necessity. I want to remind you again of Mark 11 after Jesus had uh, talked about or gave the disciples an example of faith. Um, and talk, uh, talk, and Jesus talked about speaking to the mountain. He had spoke to a fig tree, and the leaves withered. They saw it, and Jesus gave that amazing statement that if you speak to a mountain and tell it to go, it's got to go. And then uh, verse 24 of Mark 11, whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, you'll have it. So he's talking about faith, and then right on the heels of that, Jesus uh, mentioned Mark eleven twenty five Amplified New Testament says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it go. Leave it. Let it go. Let it drop in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your 
own failings, shortcomings, and let them drop. If you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. So, you know, that's a really tall order. And, of course, the New Testament uh, encourages us to walk in love, walk in forgiveness over and over again in the epistles, the letters written to the churches. Ephesians 4, 32, Amplified, become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. So again, we're to give forgive others the way Jesus forgives us. Colossians 3.13, Amplified. Be gentle, forbearing with one another. Uh, and if, any, uh, if one has a difference, a grievance, or a complaint against another, readily pardoning each other, even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. So, you know, it's not an option for us and say we can take a leave. No, we've got to forgive others uh, when they hurt us. There's one thing that I wanted to hone in on in, uh, today on the podcast, and that is it's really important. And, and I've noticed over the years, I've been in ministry since 1981, and in talking to people uh, personally, and even in my own life in the earlier years, uh, once we begin to read the Bible and find out that we're to walk in love and we forgive people that hurt us and offend, offend us, uh, sometimes we do it in a way that doesn't really release our mind and emotions from the, from the, from the after effects of another person's wrong behaviors to, towards us. And even though we mentally say or we verbally say we forgive someone, uh, in the way we live and act, our actions show that, that we're still holding on to things. And, and I found a real need and talking to people personally to help people understand really uh, how to forgive and, and how to move on in life. And, and that's, that's a really, really important point. And, uh, and I want to talk about how to do that today. Hebrews 12, 15, I have mentioned in the weekend lessons on forgiveness. Hebrews 12, 15, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and thereby, uh, and by this many become defiled. Amplified of that verse says, exercise foresight, be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoot forth, shoots forth and cause, causes trouble and bitter torment. And the many, see, the many become contaminated by it. Started with one, but ends up with many, see. Then the message paraphrase, make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. So a thought that is not released from, from us uh, about somebody or someone who has in some way harmed us, hurt us, defamed us, Got to make sure you let go of those thoughts. So over the years, I have uh, <clears throat> really sought to encourage people to to uh, itemize forgiveness. And often we lump some it, see. And if you lump some, so to speak, forgiveness, say, well, Lord, I've come to Jesus. I'm a Christian now. So everybody that's ever hurt me, everybody that's ever offended me, I release them. I forgive them. And uh, 
And I know, see, uh, Philippians chapter 3 says, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things before. So I know we're to forget the things that are behind. We're to forget our past. But that word forgetting means to completely let go of something. And sometimes in our mentality, in the way we think and feel, we don't completely let go of hurtful, deeply hurtful things. And so my advocacy of this is uh, we all need to learn how to forgive properly and, um, and, and to deal with bitter roots that come up. A, 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 bitter root, uh, a bitter root stronghold is when somebody does something. I mentioned this in the weekend service. If somebody does something to you that hurts or offends you, that become, can become a bitter root stronghold of thought. That is, you know, for instance, um, um, and I gave an illustration, you know, my first girlfriend, two-time me, and found another guy behind my back and didn't tell me. That wounded me. Now, you know, I could have taken that and said that all women are bad and you can't trust any woman. Now, some people do that. I could have done that, and that was in my young years. In fact, just before I came to Jesus, that's what happened in my mental and my emotional life. The girl that the first little love of my life, so to speak, left me. And uh, when I came to Jesus and saw I needed to forgive her, I had to go back. And I grabbed that thought. See, I don't just, I, I don't lump some forgiveness. I itemized it and said, you know what? You know, she did what she did, but I've got to let her go so that that won't crop up and affect uh, my, the, the relationships with women in my life, particularly as I was a young boy, you know, 18 or so when I came to Jesus. And uh, particularly when I get married, I don't want to, I don't want to be second-guessing my wife that God has given me constantly by wondering if she will do what that first girl did to me. So, so see, some people live their life that way. It may not for you be, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend when you're young. It, it may have been an authority figure, or it may have been your mom, your dad. See, they, they represent God to us. That fathers particularly represent God to us. You've got to be willing to let those things go and... Uh, or they produce uh, when 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 the hurt or offense is uh, is is retained, it it um, uh, it develops a bitter root stronghold, and at first it's just towards that one person, but if you let it keep going, it can it can grow until the root system of it begins to affect whatever it was that you had to deal with, whether it's authority figures, the opposite sex, or or trust issues with people. All of these things often have their origin in things that have deeply hurt us and wounded us emotionally and mentally. And we can, you know, verbally say we forgive. You've got to make sure you go back and deal with the thoughts. So here's what I encourage. I encourage every believer. I've done this exercise in my life and and I want to encourage you to make sure you do this. Uh, and I, let me mention why I'm talking about this. Uh, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I started talking about forgiveness, we came to the end of the service. I was very aware that there were people that still hadn't let go of or hadn't been willing to deal with the, um, the, the hurts and the pains that that people had caused them. I was very, very aware of that. In fact, I went off by myself, honestly, after the meeting and wept a little bit because I felt the weight of what people were dealing with in our lives. Listen, we have a really broken culture in America, and God wants to heal our hurts. And Jesus is the one that can do that. When we come to Jesus and make him Lord, we're born again, we become new creatures in Christ. 
The most important thing after that is that we renew our minds with God's Word, and we let the Word of God wash us. We're washed, Paul said in Ephesians 5, right by the water of the Word. And, you know, the process of that washing means we go back to the thoughts that have plagued us and bother us and that have, uh, and that have um, uh, produced motivations that cause us to act certain ways and to respond certain ways. Those kind of things have to be dealt with. So, again, coming back to Hebrews 12 here, uh, bitter root stronghold is when a thought, uh, a thought produces, produces a response not just towards one person but towards a group of people that may, may represent authority figures or men or women or or. Um, whatever, we've got to make sure we let those things go. So I advocate itemizing a list, making a list of people that have, have hurt you. And let me say this, the people, the people that cause us emotional and mental pain are usually not the people that we don't know. It's usually the people we know the closest. The persons closest to us are the ones that have uh, that can hurt us the most deeply because we know them and we expect certain things from them. And when they and when they don't live up to our expectations, of course, that's an offense, and that's what we have to deal with. You know, for instance, if a little child comes up to you and and just really says something off the wall and terrible, well, it's just a little child and doesn't know better. Probably heard somebody say something which he shouldn't have heard, but he did. But, you know, you kind of write it off and say, well, whatever. But if somebody that knows you really well, they say something that's hurtful or offensive, boy, that just grabs your heart, right? That's why we've got to deal with these things. So it's usually the people closest to us that can hurt us the most. And uh, uh, one of my friends said years ago, Chip Judd said this, said, all of us, it's like we take have all of our relationships in a sack and we're carrying it around, around on our back, open-ended relationships where people have harmed you, mistreated you, said things they shouldn't say. If, you don't, if we don't deal with those things appropriately, see, we just kind of, they're still a part of our life, and we've got to learn to let them go. And that's where we're learning to forgive and itemizing the forgiveness comes in. So let me talk about it just a little bit. Um, so, so it's that you would say, Pastor, how do I know if, if if I've got something I have to deal with? Well, here's 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 some telltale signs. As, I, as I've dealt with myself and talked with other people, um, if you have responses in life, if somebody says or does something, and boy, you just immediately retort, you immediately have a response, and your response is all out of portion to the circumstance or what the person said, you've brought, probably got some things on the inside you've got to deal with. Uh, if you find that you have, um, you have terse attitudes to authority figures, well, there's probably some things in your life that you need to deal with, and perhaps with mom, perhaps with dad, perhaps with bosses in your past. Um, uh, or if you, have, uh, if you have some real negative opinions towards uh, persons of the opposite sex and you're always wondering if they're going to be fair, right, if they're going to be honest, etc., you, you may have some you may have some things to deal with. Uh, if there's an in general, an anger, toward, just in general towards life, a sour attitude, harshness, these things often bespeak the fact that there's something on the inside we've got to deal with. So here's the solution. Let me talk the rest of the time about the solution to this. This is, I've encouraged people to do this many times over the years, and it's, it's, it's worked well, and I've done it myself. Um, whoever we are, 
this works well. So my advocacy is itemizing. When you forgive, to really let it go, let it drop, and and release it from life. Uh, get you get you get you a notepad, you know, eight by eleven piece of paper or whatever. And just start jotting down the names of people, the significant people in your life. For me, for instance, you write mother, father, draw a line under it, and then leave some space to write some things. Mother, father, name your brothers, if you have brothers, sisters, um, uh, and, and then close relatives that you have been in contact with a good bit. Might be an aunt, might be an uncle, might be a cousin, whatever. Write those down. People that have been close to you, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, teachers at school, um, uh, bosses, uh, people like that, people that have been fairly close to you and somewhat influential to some degree in your life. Those are the ones that we really want to make sure that we have let them go when we've forgiven them. Uh, Ex-spouses, okay, and let's get real here, friends. So, so write them down. Now, I did that. I made a list of people that I needed to make sure that I had forgiven. Now, what am I doing? I am, I'm going through a process of mind renewal that is cleansing my thought life and my emotional life of debris so it won't hinder me in my relationship with the Lord and in my relationship with other people. So, you know, um, uh, when we carry offense, it, it, affects, it affects our relationship with the Lord. It affects our relationship with us, ourselves, and it affects our relationship with others. So here's how I deal with it. Make a one-sentence statement out of the things that people have said or done that have hurt you. And here's how you know. If, if, if you're going through life and something's happening and then, and then your mind goes back to something or you have a response that's really exaggerated or sometimes your mind actually goes back to a person that did this or that. Well, that might be a person that you need to forgive. For instance, you know, I can give you a little illustration. When I came to the Lord, you know, for the last first couple of months, things were wonderful. But then I noticed that I was having a challenge accepting the love that God had for me. I had to figure out why. So as I went through and itemized forgiveness and I came, I wrote down my dad's name. My dad went to be with Jesus over 10 years ago, but and I love him deeply and I've forgiven him. But when I was a little boy, there were certain things that I had to forgive him of and let it go. And, and, and not that he even realized that he did anything. It's my perceptions of what he did. And, and let me, which brings me to another point. When you do this kind of stuff, it's not necessarily go back to another person and say, well, I just want you to know I forgave you. They may not know you had anything against them to start with. I have people do that for, with me occasionally as pastor. They say, well, pastor, I just want you to know I forgive you. Well, I didn't know they needed to forgive me. See, see again, some of these things, they're, you know, they're, they're between you and the Lord, and, and they're things that are within yourselves, and they're your self-perceptions that come from what people have done so my dad for instance I had to deal with my dad when I was a little boy I was on my tricycle and he was working in the uh, here's a one illustration I'll give to you uh, and he was working in the flower bed and and had a pitchfork in his hand and a, he was using a rake and raking a pitchfork you know it, um, and I was getting too close to him or crowding his space or whatever and he, he got really angry turned around and just slammed the um handlebars of my tricycle with his pitchfork and it shocked me so bad I began to cry and and I didn't realize that that hurt me as deeply as it did but there was a, an element of trust in my dad that was affected when he did that 
uh, because he suddenly got angry. And my dad, you know, God dealt with him over the years about his anger. But see, I, I embedded that in my thought life. Second thing, um, I, my dad got home from work and he would pick up our local paper and would be reading it in his favorite chair in our den. And one day when he was doing that, I just took a run and, and I was so glad to see my dad. I don't know, I was maybe three, four and I just took a run and just jumped in his lap, and the whole paper went, you know, squash, and got all wrinkled up as I landed in his lap. And he was so angry. He said, don't you ever do that to me again. Well, that really deeply effect, affected me. Of course, I shouldn't have done that, but I was just a kid. So my dad's response of anger, I didn't realize that I had embedded it in my thought life. And so when I came to the Lord, see, fathers often, we often relate to God uh, the way we relate to our parents. And so when I, when I was seeking the Lord, say, Lord, why, why am I a, a little bit standoffish towards you as I begin to walk with God for just a little while? What is this? What am I needing to deal with? I went back and found out that I needed to deal with my father and I needed to, de- to forgive him, you know, for his actions of anger towards me. So here's what I did. I made a one-sentence statement. You know, when I was little, here's what I said. When I was young, and my dad was working in the flower bed. When he hit uh, the handlebars of my bike with the pitchfork, it made me feel like, and I filled in the blank, that he didn't love me, that I wasn't pleasing to him, and that I couldn't do something right, period. See, I made a one-sentence statement out of it. It contained the event and then how it made me feel. And, and, and then with the thing with the newspaper, the same thing when I was young, and my dad was reading the paper, comma, I uh, was so glad to see him. I jumped in his lap, and he got angry at me for jumping in his lap because I was so glad to see him, and he told me to never do that again. And it made me feel like my dad didn't want me to be around, and, and the other things were more important than me. See? So you, you, you get the event and how it made you feel in one sentence. And, and so I started doing that. And there were other things with my dad, with my mom, uh, with my brothers, with, um, with friends, uh, with a girlfriend, with a boss, and uh, et cetera. And, and, you know, as I went through that exercise, itemizing and making a one-sentence statement out of the things that hurt me, you know what happened? I was able to release those things from my life, some things that actually produced some bitter roots that affected me later in life, and I found that I was able to forgive them. Once I forgave them, and I did it by faith, and we'll talk more about this in another time, once I did that and let that go and and dealt with it specifically and concretely with a one-sentence statement before God in prayer, I took that one-sentence statement again, I got the piece of paper that I put it on. I got before God where nobody could hear me. And I said, Lord, I've got to deal with some stuff with my dad. And I just read those one-sentence statements that I wrote down. And I said, Father, I make a choice to forgive my father for saying that, for doing that, for acting that way. Lord, I obviously took it the wrong way, and I've held an offense toward my father. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I make a choice to forgive him, to let it go, and let it drop. Now, when I did that, you know what it did? It released that from my mind, from my soul, from my thought life, and from my emotional life. And so when I went before God again, because I did have some father issues to deal with, when I went before God and began to worship and praise or just pray, 
you know what? When my feelings would say, well, God doesn't love me. He doesn't accept me. I'm not pleasing enough to him. See, some of that was based and rooted in how my father had treated me. I could say, you know what, Lord? I have forgiven my dad, and now I love you, and you're my father. You're my heavenly father. And, Lord, I can open myself up. I can be transparent. I can be honest with you. See what I'm saying? And see, when you do that in every vein of life, it helps you in your relationship with the Lord. If you're having struggles with your spouse, um, or with friends in your life, and and uh, you know maybe maybe social connections are an issue. Find out who has offended you in your past. Go back and deal with it with one sentence statements. Write them down, and 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 then uh, and then ask God to help you. Now, you know. Let me also say this: when you've had serious things of abuses, physical abuse, sexual abuse, things that are very traumatizing. And that happens to a lot of people. Listen, it, it sometimes may be necessary to get another person to come with you, a person you can trust, a, a person who will say nothing about uh, what you have told them and what you need to deal with. That can just be there to identify with the fact that, yes, what somebody did to you or said to you was wrong, and they should have never done that. They should have never abused you in that way. And then they help you through it in prayer. Just another human sometimes just identifying can help you. Uh, it helps the human part of us to, to know that we're not alone and that we're not by ourselves. And that, and that sometimes these uh, reactions we have to abuses, that they're normal reactions, but we've got to forgive, see? And so sometimes you need another person. So uh, if that's you, uh, I would say if you go to Victory Church, find a, a staff team member here, somebody you can trust and confide in, somebody you can talk to and pray with. Some people, these things are so deeply embedded, particularly when there's uh, early childhood sexual abuse, things like that. You, you really need to go to a Christian counselor that can help you work through the thought processes that evolved from the deep pain associated with the trauma that you experienced in life. Sometimes those things are very helpful, and they help us overcome the emotional blockages that we have. And some people have those things. So I didn't get to say all this when on the weekend messages when I was talking about forgiveness, but some of these things, uh, boy, I just need to take a little more um, time to explain, and I didn't have the time, but I wanted to during my podcast here. So just want to encourage you. Um, I'll probably talk about this a couple of more times and, and just talk about... Um, just some things to be aware of in forgiveness. Sometimes we give ourselves excuses for not forgiving. We'll talk about that in, a, at a, in another podcast here in the next time or so. And I just want to encourage you that if you'll get before God again, make a list and itemize the things that people have said or done that have hurt and offended you. And, uh, it, you know, it could be a long list. Now, listen, I've done this with people, and it's been page after page of one-sentence statements that contained what a person did, and then how it made the, how it made, made the person feel. What someone did to them, how it made them feel. Make one-sentence statements and then get before God. And I've helped people do this a lot. I'm telling you, it makes so much difference. It releases and it cleanses your emotions and cleanses your thoughts and puts you on a pattern so that so that when these thoughts come back up again or the response patterns come up and, and you find yourself angry and terse when you shouldn't be, you say, Lord, you know, I've forgiven so-and-so of that. And I thank you that I believe that I receive wholeness for my thoughts and my emotions and that I can have good relationships even though this happened to me. We've got to train ourselves in godliness. We've got to 
train ourselves to respond and think appropriately and, and, and right. And to do that, many times we need to deal with the bitter root strongholds and then the bitter root expectations. And that is when somebody's done something to us in our past, we expect others to do something just like that in our, in our current or future relationships. So, you know, the way to deal with that and forgive is to itemize it. And we'll talk more about this next time. And uh, Lord, I just pray for me and all of us that you would minister life to us uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way. Lord, I thank you that uh, salvation is a whole package for the total person, spirit, soul, and body. And I thank you for the Spirit of God working. I pray for any person listening to the podcast today that they have some deep-seated hurts that are buried and they haven't dealt with them. I ask you in Jesus' name as they as they do what I mentioned to to itemize the hurt, talk about what happened, make it a one-sentence statement, and then mention in that statement how it made them feel, and then go before you and clearly forgive the person. Lord, may the Spirit of God move deeply and work quickly and, and work uh, uh, thoroughly in them to release and let go and let drop the offenses of the past in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, God bless you. We'll talk more about this the next time. God bless Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.